Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Colleen Daniel, along with the About Mansfield news team. Steve Casio is a bit under the weather this week. We are your audio newspaper, and we thank you for being here with us. Coming up in this episode, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week, as well as your chance to win $25 to the restaurant of your choice with our Mansfield trivia question. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Single vehicle accident leaves one dead and a child hospitalized. The ballot is complete for the May elections. The COVID-19 spread continues its decline from the recent Omicron peak. Coming up in the features section. Why is the International Space Station being dumped in the ocean in 2031? Part 3. It's all about options. I'm Home Improvement Specialist Terry Radswin. And we'll talk about that in the Ask Terry segment later in the show. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that goes down smoothly as we face the end of February. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve left us a conversation he recorded last week with Arlington Mansfield Area YMCA CEO Eric Tucker. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. I'm Dr. Joseph Adams with Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. And if you or your loved one is suffering with headaches and or migraines, we invite you to come sit down with our team and see if we can find a solution. What we know about migraines is that they're a complex neurological disorder and there are many different triggers and appropriate treatment requires a team that can address all those factors. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from migraines, we invite you to come into the office and sit down and have a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health, 408 South Main Street in downtown Mansfield. Since 1988, Jack Lauderman CPA Firm has been the premier tax and accounting firm for North Texas. I'm Adam Cohen, tax manager for Jack Lauderman CPA. Whether you need CFO services or simply tax preparation or anything in between, We provide every level of business, tax, and accounting service. Call us at 817-231-0666 or visit us on the web at dfwtaxteam.com. That's dfwtaxteam.com. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. This is Randall Kennedy, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. A man was killed and a child was injured after a pickup truck left the roadway and crashed into a building in Mansfield Saturday night. This happened just before 7.20 p.m. in the 1700 block of the North 287 Frontage Road. Responding officers found that there were two people inside the truck, a man and a child, and there were flames coming from underneath the vehicle. The Mansfield Fire Department helped put out the fire, and the two people were removed from the truck. Both were taken to hospitals. The man, identified as 65-year-old Tommy Tabor, was later pronounced dead. Police said the child is expected to survive. Investigators believe the crash was possibly caused by a medical episode. The crash remains under investigation. 
The ballot is set for the May City Council and school board races as some candidates rushed into their respective filing places Friday afternoon to submit their paperwork. The city council ballot is pretty light, with just one contested race as real estate broker Noel Rendon will try to unseat incumbent Tamara Bounds for place two. Mayor Michael Evans is seeking his first full term in office and is running unopposed. It's a different story on the MISD school board ballot as there are a total of 15 candidates vying for four open seats. Running for school board place three are Craig Tipping, Chetema Lucas-Francis, Sean Thompson, Joshua Spare, and Dr. Bernita C. Reed. Seeking a spot in place four are incumbent Kezia Valdez-Ferrar, Amanda Mandy Jackson-Sneed, and Dr. Kenneth Dixon. Hopefuls for place five include Bianca Benavides-Anderson, Joanna Cruz-Cardoza, Anne Wydick, and Lakeisha E. Dawkins. And finally, on the school board ballot for place seven are Courtney Lackey-Wilson, Clanita Graffenreed, and Yolanda E. McPherson. Election Day for City Council, School Board, and several city bond initiatives is Saturday, May 7th. The COVID-19 epidemic is starting to show a downward trend here in Mansfield. With the numbers, here's science reporter Dennis Webb. We're clearly coming off the peak of the recent Omicron wave of epidemic spread in Mansfield. Mansfield saw 108 new cases last week, half the previous week. A month ago, this number was seven times higher. Two citizens of Mansfield passed away from the virus last week. That's one less than the week before. Countywide, last Friday, 444 fellow citizens were in the hospital with the virus, continuing a steady decline in recent weeks. 109 citizens died from the virus last week in the county, similar to the two previous weeks, but the highest we have seen since last November. Tarrant County public health officials recommend that all eligible citizens get fully vaccinated, wear masks, and keep doing the distance and hand-washing things. Vaccination is the best recommended step any of us have to prevent severe illness if we do catch the virus. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Just a quick reminder that if you know of any news that's happening in Mansfield, shoot us an email at news at aboutmansfield.com. That email address again is news at aboutmansfield.com. Please include your name and phone number in case we need more information. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. We've moved into an active weather pattern that will stay in place for most of the next several days. An Arctic cold front came through on Tuesday and blew away all of the warm weather we were enjoying, and now we're projected to enjoy the possibility of wintry mix. Beginning overnight Tuesday into Wednesday, we're looking at the possibility of a light glaze of sleet and freezing rain. It's not going to be widespread or heavy, but... You don't need much to create problems on bridges or overpasses. It's projected to continue on and off Wednesday and through about lunchtime on Thursday, when temperatures will warm up above freezing and the precipitation will change to cold rain with a bit of sleet. We'll dry out on Friday, but there's another chance of rain on Saturday. We're looking at a high of 34 degrees Wednesday and 38 degrees Thursday with that wintry mix, a high of 42 on Friday, 46 degrees on Saturday with a 30% chance of rain, and Sunday through Tuesday will warm up into the low to mid-50s. 
Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Reporter Dennis Webb talks science. Home improvement specialist Terry Radswin presents the Ask Terry segment. And Brian Certain prepares a libation made to make you smile in the cocktail of the week. Also coming up later in the episode, the Mansfield trivia question. And Steve talks in studio with Arlington Mansfield area YMCA CEO Eric Tucker. We're back in 60 seconds. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and we are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hey Mansfield, Sonia here from Wise Wellness. Did you know that Wise Wellness is now mobile? Yep, we have changed our business model to best serve our clients. That means you can order online and usually have it delivered within 24 hours or less. We're bringing the best CBD tinctures, topicals, edibles, and pet products directly to your door. Visit our website at wisewell.com to see our selection. That's W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Got pain? Need sleep? Does your pet have storm or separation anxiety? We've got you covered. Don't forget about our specialty, Tom's Treats. These little gems of goodness can help promote better sleep and overall wellness. With six main ingredients and no preservatives, they're the best around. Give us a call at 682-313-4767, visit the website, or reach out to us on social media to connect. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, use the promo code AMPOD to buy one, get one free on our website. Again, that's wisewell.com, W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Hi, I'm Scott Bowman, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk, where roving reporter Dennis Webb is still gazing at the International Space Station. Dennis? Over the last two weeks, I've been answering a listener question. Why is the International Space Station being dumped into the ocean in 2031? This week, I'll finish up with how the space station is going to be removed from orbit and dumped at a particular place in the ocean. One of the originally unanticipated things of the space age is that most of what goes to low Earth orbit eventually comes down. If the space around the Earth was a perfect vacuum, things would stay in orbit forever, without blasting any rocket engines. In our real world, however, there is a teeny bit of faint atmosphere up where the space station orbits, and over time this teeny bit of of aerodynamic drag slows the station's orbital velocity, which shifts it to a lower orbit. 
If you let this go on long enough, the station moves to successfully lower and lower orbits where the atmosphere gets denser and denser. As the station encounters denser atmosphere, still moving very fast, the drag heats everything up and eventually tears the space station to pieces that burn up as they enter the lower atmosphere, and a few pieces survive to land on the Earth. This awful scenario is called an uncontrolled entry from space, and it's problematic as it's hard to predict when and where it lands. The unique combination of atmospheric density and the unpredictable aerodynamics as the spaceship is torn apart make prediction very unreliable. In the 1970s, the United States and the Soviet Union learned that this is a bad thing. As everybody gets scared, the sky is falling. If a big piece falls on people or property, it will be in the news and there will be embarrassment and litigation. After a few embarrassing uncontrolled entries, these nations and those that followed them to space learned to keep enough rocket fuel and enough working rocket engines on large spacecraft to be able to do a controlled entry. This works as the rocket engines slow the spaceship's orbital velocity faster and more precisely so that everybody knows where the pieces are going to come down, more or less, away from people, property, and lawyers. When it's time for the International Space Station to come back to Earth, it will use the rocket engines on the Progress freighter ships that, that our Russian partner provides, or possibly the commercial American cargo spaceships, or perhaps other spaceships that we don't know about today. NASA has time to work this. So, if you put this question to a geographer asking, where should I safely dump dead spaceships? She would point you to a place in the South Pacific Ocean that's called Point Nemo or informally, the spacecraft cemetery. There's no place on our planet where you can get further away from other humans than Point Nemo. It is halfway between New Zealand and South America, and the closest inhabited islands are about 1,600 miles away. Coincidentally, Point Nemo sits within the South Pacific Gyre, one of the most lifeless parts of the ocean, and also a collection place for discarded plastic that make it all the way to the ocean. The most remote place on our planet is polluted by human garbage. Weird. Since 1971, hundreds of no longer useful spaceships have been dumped here. The remnants of over a hundred are Russian cargo ships called Progresses that resupplied several Soviet and Russian space stations and more currently the International Space Station. All these spaceships are at the bottom of the ocean here. Point Nemo also holds the remains of one Chinese and several Russian space stations. If you went to Point Nemo to see something enter from space, which is not a good idea, you would see a fleet of shooting stars in the sky coming towards you, and then big flaming chunks of spaceship would hit the water very, very fast and sink two miles to the seafloor. Fluffier fragments of the spaceships would fall down slower and maybe float on the surface of the ocean, along with plastic garbage that did not come from space. Most spaceships contain highly toxic materials, another reason to avoid the area. Some of my former NASA co-workers are talking about traveling to one of these islands at a safe distance to see the fleet of shooting stars, as many of us have worked on this particular spaceship for decades. For you amateur geographers, Point Nemo is at latitude 45 degrees 52.6 south and longitude 123 degrees 23.6 west. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. 
In a world where people have thousands of questions about improving and repairing their homes, one man has the answers. It's time right now for the Ask Terry segment. Terry Radswin is our resident home improvement specialist, and he talks about the place that you call home. Terry? Thanks, Colleen. Today's question comes from Laura, and she writes, Are the expensive kitchen countertops worth the difference in price? I have an older home and cannot afford new cabinets, but I would like to change the look of the kitchen. What would you suggest? Well, Laura, from an investment standpoint, the answer to the value question is a definite yes. Depending on whose research you're looking at, when it comes time to sell the home, stone, engineered stone, and solid surface countertops can recover up to 90% of the money you spent. You'll probably never see a real estate listing that highlights beautiful new laminate countertops as one of the home's strong points. And from a functionality and durability standpoint, the answer is also yes. Both natural stone and engineered stone are obviously extremely durable materials that resist damage, and solid surface material is both repairable and renewable. So yes, the premium countertop materials are definitely worth the upgrade. The problem is that they're still more expensive than laminate. Folks have been known to spend as much on new countertops as they would on a kitchen makeover. So, as to your other question, there are a few additional alternatives to change the look of the kitchen without replacing the cabinets. If the existing countertops are still functionally and visually in good shape and not an outdated color or pattern, a new backsplash is a great place to start, and tile is still the most popular choice. With a wide variety of materials, colors, shapes, and sizes, a tile backsplash can make a big impact on the look of the kitchen at a reasonable price. And if you can do the work yourself, you can certainly rein in the budget or even spend a little more on the material for a more distinctive look. It's also not unusual for folks to upgrade the backsplashes to natural or engineered stone. Since the area for backsplashes is generally less than that of countertops, doing the backsplash in stone slab material is less costly than replacing the tops, but that only works as long as you're paying by the square foot and not by the full slab. As opposed to tile, the grout lines are eliminated for a very easy to clean surface. For a more unique and distinctive backsplash, you could choose metal or wood, but there are costs associated with both in terms of material cost and maintenance. Adding molding to the existing cabinetry is also a very cost-effective way to change the look of the kitchen. By simply adding a stacked crown molding feature at the top and a light rail at the bottom of the wall cabinets, you can add depth and texture to what you already have, and the price will definitely come in lower than replacing cabinets or even just the doors. Particularly true if you choose a paint-grade molding over a stained one. And while we're talking about paint, painting the cabinetry is something I, as a carpenter, would prefer not to do because I love the natural look of wood, but it's an affordable way to make tired old cabinets look better and last longer. We haven't even gotten to the wide variety of options you have for replacing the floors in the kitchen, and that's usually a more wallet-friendly project than replacing the cabinetry as well. Tile, wood, natural stone, vinyl, or even natural concrete with the addition of some color will make a big difference in the overall appearance of the room. Well, there's some food for thought, Laura. I hope I was able to give you some usable ideas that'll save you money and give you the change you're looking for. And if you've got other questions about kitchens, baths, or any other room in the house, please send them my way. You can email me through the podcast or hit my Facebook page at Ask Terry AM Podcast or my Twitter at Ask Terry AM Pod. We'll be back next week reporting for About Mansfield. I'm home improvement specialist Terry Radswin. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain is serving up another perfect libation for his cocktail of the week. Brian. This week's Cocktail of the Week 
is the mudslide. The classic mudslide is the perfect dessert cocktail. It's a glass rimmed with chocolate filled with the creamy drink of Bailey's and Kahlua. It's more than just an excuse to have booze for dessert, but it's the only excuse we need. But don't worry about taking notes as I'll be giving out the ingredients and instructions. And as always, they'll be posted on bourbongospel.com. This week's cocktail of the week, the mudslide. You'll need chocolate syrup, four ounces of vodka, two ounces of Kahlua, two ounces of Bailey, a quarter cup of heavy cream, ice, and some chocolate shavings for garnish. And how do you make this wonderful dessert cocktail? Take the chocolate syrup and kind of paint the inside of the glass for a color. And then in a shaker glass, add the vodka, the Kahlua, Bailey's, and heavy cream. Fill with ice and shake until well chilled. Strain into the painted chocolate glasses and then garnish with chocolate shavings. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Congratulations to Artie Campano, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What is the name of the chief of the Mansfield Fire Department? Artie knew that the current Mansfield Fire Rescue Chief is Michael Ross. After the break, this week's trivia question. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Hi, I'm Katie Hayes, pastor of Galileo Church, and you're listening to About Mansfield. It is time for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to the restaurant of your choice. Let's get to this week's question. The Mansfield Independent School District has been the governing agency for the schools in the area for well over a century. This week's trivia question is, when was the Mansfield ISD established? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, when was the Mansfield ISD established? Good luck. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And before I introduce my guest, I do want to at least do this lead in that last Tuesday, and, and this is being recorded on Thursday, February 10th. So last Tuesday, a couple of days ago, went to my monthly noontime rotary meeting and uh, the the guest speakers one of uh, one is who happens to be my guest in studio uh, was talking about the YMCA 
and I found that that the presentation was so fascinating, and I thought, you know, I I would love to have this person in the studio to talk more, not only about what's going on with the YMCA locally, but uh, really it's something that I don't know much about. So I I sent out the invitation actually that day, saying, hey, why don't you come on my 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 podcast and let's. Uh, Let's talk about this. So in the studio today is the president and CEO of Arlington Mansfield Area YMCA, or let's call it the AMA YMCA, Eric Tucker. Welcome to About Mansfield. All right. Thanks, Steve. Happy to be here. What's new with the YMCA? Oh, wow. Well, we, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, a, I love that question. opening. No, that's a, that's a great question. And, you know, it's funny. I... I was actually uh, just an hour ago touring two new satellite YMCA centers that were opening, one in Kennedale and one in Arlington um, on Barden and and Matlack Road that are going to serve as chronic disease prevention uh, centers where we talk about, you know, diabetes and, and, uh, you know, health programs and all that. Summer camps, safety around water, swim lessons. So that was part of today and uh, had a great meeting with uh, Arlington School District. Uh, yesterday and and actually a bit of a follow up today about expansion into their schools. We're going to be serving 19 elementary schools now in a before and after school program, which is pretty exciting. And then, of course, you heard on Tuesday the big Mansfield announcement. I'm really excited about this because which which we'll, we'll talk about later. Yeah, episode, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, you have you have big you have we, giant news. We have about giant it. plans for Mansfield, which I'm excited about because, of course, I, I live in Mansfield. I love Mansfield. Daughters go to Mansfield High School, so. It's it's, it's neat to see the why and what we're going to talk about in a little bit, uh, you know, really expanding, you know, here in our community. Before we get into the the nuts and bolts of, of the YMCA, let's find out a little bit about Eric Tucker, because everybody, sure, sure. everybody that comes on this on this program, I always like to know a little bit about them. Now, in doing my research on you, you, you do have a Facebook page. And so I went on that yes. and I'm looking around. I go, well, he hasn't posted in a while. <laughs> and, uh, but it does say that you are from Collinsville, Illinois. Yeah, that's right. Collinsville, Illinois. So that's a, a little town that's close to St. Louis. It's on the Illinois side. And I uh, spent quite a few you know years growing up there. Uh, I did have a stand in Europe as a kid. My parents were both teachers and, and taught for the Department of Defense. So huh. we're able to have a really great experience with that. Uh, living in a German community, learning the language. Pretty amazing experience for, for a young child. Came back, went to high school there. And uh, I've been very fortunate. I've I've actually lived in ten states and a couple mm. countries, and Texas though was the first one that I came back to because I actually uh, when I went into the Air Force I was in San Antonio and then uh, Wichita Falls when I was uh, doing training I was stationed there. Yeah, and I've got family that's up in Abilene. So uh, coming back to Texas was great, uh, you know certainly, and most of my my moving has been with the YMCA. So I've been with the Y. It'll be twenty four years in November. Right out of college, uh, um, with my bachelor's degree, okay, you know, started out as a camp director in uh, New Hampshire, and just found this great organization that is, uh, you know, nationwide. There were all kinds of opportunities for for career growth and 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 travel and training and all of that. That I fell in love with it. Um, certainly, the biggest reason being with what we do and an organization like the Y has really given my life purpose. And it's been fascinating to live in so many communities around the country and uh, experience those in that way. 
You know, the the why is, you know, we're a, a nonprofit. Right. And we're we're overseen and managed by uh volunteers, local volunteers. And it can be school superintendents, it can be mayors, chamber presidents, whatever. What's really neat about my job is that no matter where I've lived, I've always been around some of the kindest, most generous, thoughtful people, community leaders, people that care about others. I mean, just think about our Rotary Club, Steve. I mean, that is a who's who of people that care about Mansfield. Well, and And, I was going to say that because I was looking at your local, the Arlington Mansfield, your your board of directors. Yeah. And a lot of those are also in Rotary. And it's also a who's who of... of Mansfield. It, it really, really is. And uh, gosh, I think Lori Williams and Felix Wong, Dr. Sean Scott from the school district, Stacy Williams is our past board chair just a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, it's neat to see those, you know, how there's synergy among all those community leaders. Now, that's certainly been my experience as I've moved around and it, it's been wonderful. My daughter's family's been a big part of that. But Mansfield, I have found to be particularly special, and uh, I'm really glad that our family ended up here. I mean, the schools are great, but the access to um, city leaders, faith leaders, it's been pretty remarkable. And I think it's Texas at its best, and uh, I'm just, I'm happy that you know, not only that I live here, but the Y has a growing presence here as well. And as I mentioned, I've got two daughters at Mansfield High School. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that. They both journey to, you know, Ben Barber a couple of days a week. They already have their lives plotted out. They do such a good job there in the STEM Academy. And so uh, my family couldn't be happier. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And, and again, you've been with the YMCA organization for... It'll be 24 years. 24 yeah. years. Yeah, in November. Mm-hmm. When you first joined the YMCA, you said out of college. Yes. Um, I was 22. Did you think that you would ever become the president (laughs) of a local chapter? I didn't. You know, my experience with the Y had been somewhat limited. I think I went to day camp, you know, I was maybe five, six, seven years old where I was growing up. I assume it was a great experience. (laughs) You know, I was pretty young at the time, (laughs) but I was a, uh, I was a summer camp guy. And I'd spent a lot of time, you know, as a, a summer camp camper, a counselor, been worked at camps in Illinois and Colorado and New Hampshire. And that that was really what was the doorway into the Y, because the Y has 264 resident camps in the U.S. and over 3,000 day camps. So we're, we're the largest provider of that program collectively. And um, my first job was running a little day camp, as I mentioned, in New Hampshire. And I'd gone to school to be a teacher. And uh, I'll never forget, I, I, I had interviewed outside of Boston, and I had an opportunity to be a, a, a school teacher in mm-hmm. elementary school or a summer camp director. And I, run, I went out to the summer camp. I thought, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to at least give this a try and a go. And that's, that's been my trajectory all along. It's stuck. Nice. It absolutely <laughs> stuck. It's been an amazing, amazing career. Let's give the listeners a little history, a little background of the YMCA. Mm -hmm. It started off as the Young Men's Christian Association. Christian Association. Obviously, now it's it's not just a men's organization. Yeah, right. uh, I don't know what the... Uh, what the ratio is in terms of membership locally, mm-hmm. men to women, but yeah. uh, women can join Absolutely. the, yeah. the yeah, they can. Young Men's Christian Association. But then there's also the YWCA. Yes, there is. Are the YMCA and YWCA 
related? They are separate organizations. Yeah. The YWCA grew out of the YMCA movement as a place to, to serve women. And their mission is a little different. You can see some aspects around health and wellness that are similar to the Y, but oftentimes the YWCA um, you know, is serving women that may maybe come from a domestic violence situation. They need housing, they need food, single moms, those kind of things. And so they're a little more niche focused than than the Y is, mm -hmm. uh, but they came out of a response to this organization at, at you know the YMCA. The women said, "Hey, the women, we we, we need, need it our too. own." But see, what's ironic about this, and you know, I I love to talk about the YMCA and us being an inclusive organization. Really, from the beginning, when you you know we we had our founding founding in London, England, in 1844, a guy named George Williams, and uh, he brought kids into his house that were homeless because of the industrial revolution. And, you know, they were, he called them wayward youth. They weren't going to church, you know, all that good stuff. And they started as a Bible study group. The amazing thing is by 1851, the YMCA opened in Montreal and another branch in 1851 in Boston and grew to this movement with 120 countries. Um, we have, Millions and millions of members, uh, you know, worldwide, and we're one of the largest membership organizations, one of the most recognized symbols in the world. Um, but it had humble beginnings. But even as early as the 1850s, women were going to the YMCA. YMCAs were among the first organizations to desegregate. Um, and actually, as a response to uh, Jim Crow laws, there were YMCAs that didn't attend didn't attend conventions in some states. Mm. Um, some of the first uh, Asian, Hispanic, and African-American uh, institutions in America were, were YMCAs. One I like to talk about was Anthony Bowen, an African-American man in 1853 who opened the YMCA in Washington, D.C. And uh, that was an amazing feat, particularly for that time. And so, and, and uh, Japanese and Chinese uh, did it in, in Southern California. The Y actually ran internment camp programs, you know, for, for kids and families that were interred during World War II. Wow. And so we've always had, we've always been for all. We continue to be for all. We're intentional about being for all. And that really is all people. That's all face, genders, you know, you know, what have you. We just want everybody to benefit from the, the great mission of, of this organization that's been around a long time. And the YMCA used to be, it was, as they say, back in the day, mm -hmm. a, a place for where men could could uh, could gain shelter. That's right. That's right. Still is to this day. Okay. There are uh, there are still YMCA residences around the country. In the 1940s, the YMCA had more rooms for rent than all of the hotels in the world combined. There were over 100,000. <laughs> oh, wow. Absolutely. Yeah. It, an amazing fact. I love that one. And still to this day, you go to New York, you go to Boston, you go to Chicago. Hong Kong has a large Y that's got residents. Um, there still is a commitment to that mission for people that, uh, you know, the old song, down on their luck or whatever, right. a place for them to go. Hallmark greeting cards was invented by Clarence Hall in a YMCA in Kansas City. He actually lived there. He had been down on his luck, and he started writing cards and notes to his mother, and Hallmark greeting cards was found right there. <laughs> we are going to uh, pick apart 
the YMCA song here <laughs> again later later in the episode. But I did not bring any of my village people that's, garb. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. Uh, you had mentioned before we started recording uh, that there is a correlation um, since it is Black History Month, yeah, uh, a yeah. correlation with the YMCA and the African American community. Yeah, yeah, there really is. So there were YMCs, not only the the first um, institution a YMCA in Washington D.C. being founded by an African American, but um, YMCA's were first on what would historically be called um, black universities like Howard University where YMCA ser- served as student centers, places where people could get you know homework help. And uh, also the Negro uh, Baseball League was started at a YMCA. And then you've had a YMCA presence oftentimes in communities and still to this day, we refer to them as you know, food deserts usually, yeah. places where they're, you know, you might be lucky to get a retail bank or a, a CVS, but the YMCA is there and in, in serving all communities. And um, of course, there's also been a big component of partnerships with faith-based organizations, um, you know, and, you know, we even do that here, you know, in the Mansfield community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are a lot of intersections with the African-American community. There have been, um, you know, Martin Luther King, for instance, he was a YMCA kid. He learned to swim there. He spent time when times were tough in his life, when he was young, he went to the Y because it was a a good place for him to go that was structured where there were caring adults around him. And there's so many others that uh, benefited from that kind of experience. And it's a a safe place. It is a safe place. It's it's a place to get off the streets and Go lift weights. Go go play basketball. Go swim laps. Go yeah. Uh, it's it's a place to be active and and get yourself off the streets. It, it is. It is. And um, it's also a place where there are so many things that uh, you know. For instance, another fact around African Americans. So African American males under fourteen are the most likely to drown in accidental drownings, mm-hmm. and so the YMCA and we certainly partner with our local YMCA associations here in DFW uh, around our Safety Around Water program, which is a program that um, seeks to do just that: teach at-risk youth uh, the dangers of being in the water, but of course also the benefits once you are comfortable swimming and, and you're being safe. And so. Um, um, you know, the YMCA has been able to to fill all kinds of gaps. And when I go into the community and I talk about who we are fundamentally, what I like to say is that the YMCA is who the community needs the YMCA to be. Yeah. Because there are examples all over the country where uh, the YMCA, and in the world, in fact, and I'll mention this. Uh, so our YMCA, because we have all these partnerships, I've had an opportunity to, to go to work with the Saigon YMCA in Vietnam. We go over there annually. We build schools there. Um, I've been able to travel to parts of Africa to work with the YMCAs there. In those locations, the YMCA is the healthcare system. They're the public school system. They, uh, the hurricane disaster relief, the Y was the first one in with the Red Cross and to, to Haiti after the earthquakes. So you have this organization that responds when there's a need. And we do that oftentimes in the United States. Uh, you know, it's community needs assessments and all those kind of things. And I shared some of those those needs that we have in Mansfield based right. on that. And, uh, you know, that's how we do it. That's why we've stayed relevant. I mean, since 1844, you think of how many companies and organizations have come and go. And then you think of all the things that started at the Y, basketball, 
volleyball, racquetball, Gideon's International, the USO, the Peace Corps, Father's Day, Boy Scouts. I mean, organized camping. The the list truly goes on and on. And uh, it it started with those questions on how the Y can serve the community. Wow. It's a fascinating organization. And now we bring it all back to Arlington Mansfield. We do. We now, do. Now, the... There was a small satellite yes, yes. location for the YMCA it was here on, on Matlock and just north of Country Club. That's right. Yeah. They did not go out of business. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. As you told me, they lost their lease. Well, what, what we've done is, well, it'll lead into our big news. Yes. So yes, you want to segue into that? Well, or? I tell you what, the, uh, you have, you, the, the, the YMCA, the AMA YMCA mm-hmm. have, uh, have, have joined, you've, you've created a partnership and yeah, let's, let's yeah. talk about this, uh, this partnership and what's going to come out of this, this partnership. So, uh, you and, and my good friend, Dr. Carmen yes, McMillan. She's a doctor now. Wow. She's got one on me. <laughs> PhD. That's right. Uh, with the Mansfield Mission Center. So the YMCA yeah. Mansfield Mission Center have partnered and uh, the mic is yours. Let's okay. tell, well, tell me about what's going on. Really excited about this one. And, and you know, this this fills two of my buckets here. It's it's the the beauty of a YMCA and a partnership situation. And, you know, we, we partner with over 70 organizations in this Arlington Mansfield community. And then it's Mansfield. It is, you know, I've gotten to know Carmen and members of their board over the years. We've written grants together. You know, their their focus is on a lot of the needs for newcomer adults, for adults that don't have health insurance, that need, you know, mental health counseling, that may have, um, you know, needs for food, medicine, those kind of things. And, um, and then you have the YMCA with all of our chronic disease prevention uh, programs and then the whole host of you know, after school, child care, aquatics, youth sports, all of those kind of things. And uh, we, we, we've we spent the last couple of years aligning our missions and uh, because so much of what we do is complementary. And so one of the earliest uh, pieces uh, or parts of our partnership was our, um, our RX for EX program. And it's a grant funded that we wrote together mm-hmm. program where physicians at the Linden X Clinic can actually write prescriptions for YMCA membership and personal training at the Y at no cost to them. And uh, we know that so much of uh, the issues facing our country around health are based on chronic disease, you know, anything related to being overweight or, or diabetes or, or what have you. And so, there was a natural marriage of the organization from those two areas there because we're so focused on health that when an opportunity came about, and in this case, the the large, what was the R1 building on uh, 78 Regency Parkway, um, we jumped in this together. And this was a, a 35,000 square foot facility that was built in 2006 as a medical billing call center uh, that, you know, COVID happened and right. so many companies went virtual. They put the building up for sale, and we teamed up with the Y and their board and uh, came up together with what we thought would be a plan based on the community needs assessment we did, based upon the growing population in South Mansfield, which is tremendous, and how can we meet the needs of this growing community here. And so we purchased a building back in October 
Um, we are beginning the first phases of construction now, and the building more or less is going to be divided in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll have a, a traditional YMCA on one side, which is, it'll have a cafe and coffee. It'll have uh, for seniors and all of that space for them. A child watch, drop-in uh, child care, uh, spinning cycling room, group exercise, a fitness floor, you know, with all the cardio and all of the weight training and all of that, uh, personal training, and then meeting space and kitchen space for nutrition classes, our evidence-based health programs. And then there are subsequent phases that'll be coming. Some that we are identifying right now could be around, we're looking at more programs for the youth ages, you know, and teens. Sure. Uh, that can be, uh, you know, esports, uh, achievers program. We already run youth and government in all the high schools in oh. Mansfield and, and having a location there. Yeah. And a podcast room. And a podcast room. Yes. Our Why Advancing Equity podcast. Yes. yes you could, because you, yes, you yeah. mentioned that, that you, you would love to have the youth come in from Mansfield and, and learn how to podcast. Yeah, and podcasting, I've I've learned, and I'm I'm not a pro like you, Steve, but uh, what a great medium. I mean, it is it is a great way to communicate with people in a very, I always call it like a very NPR kind of chill kind yeah, of way, you yeah. know. And uh, you can have real conversation with a lot of uh, without a lot of distraction. And uh, we look, yeah, we look forward to engaging our our youth, much like we have with leadership in our community, um, to talk about. Things that affect their lives, and your AMA YMCA, yeah. your uh, it does have its own podcast. You just we mentioned do. the we do the Why Advancing Equity podcast. Yeah, we've been very fortunate to have some incredible guests. So our our first one, besides a little intro for me, was uh, Mayor Jim Ross in Arlington. It was his first. I would say I wouldn't call it a press event or an interview, but I guess it kind of was after he was elected. Of course, former Mayor Williams, Mayor Evans has been a guest. We've had leadership uh, from Andy Wynn. We've had uh, Kenneth Rose, the CEO of Texas Health Mansfield. Mm -hmm. A lot of great Mansfield people have certainly uh, been involved as well. Um, And county leadership, Devin Allen's been on our program. And what we've tried to do is focus in on, of course, the, the, the equity space, but how the YMCA and other nonprofits can partner with cities or county to meet what those community needs are. And uh, it's been fascinating. And as you know, one of the best ways to get to know people. Oh, absolutely. It's remarkable. I I feel like I've known you for years, Steve. This is great. And I've only known you two days. (laughs) That's right. Two days. (laughs) Just Picking up the phone or sending an email saying, I would like to have you on the podcast has opened so many doors. Yeah, it does. Yeah. As opposed to, uh, my name's so-and-so, I live in Mansfield, and can I have 20 minutes of your time? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most people are going to, first of all, what's the red flag here? Um, No, maybe I give you five minutes on the phone, but- Right, right. But, hey, why don't you come on down to the studio? You and I will chit-chat and- yeah, all you have to say is podcast and be my guest. Well, yeah, right, and, and you and just offer cool. a, a bottle of water. And... It's very, it's very nice. <laughs> That's right, and you know what though? It's 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 cool to sit behind the big mics. You just you, you're feeling it, man. It's yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, and now you're going to build one in the uh, in the new space. Yeah, we are. We are. We're gonna um, the 
the Brave Space Studios is what we call it. We're going to be moving that location. But I would mention, too, uh, that we announced on Tuesday that we're moving our corporate office. It supports all of our local YMCAs from Arlington to Mansfield. And so we're going to have uh, an even greater presence. So what is on Cooper Street right now? is moving to Mansfield. Actually, in the for the podcast, it's near our central YMCA, which is up on Davis. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you house out of Cooper or, or out of Davis? Right now, I'm out of Davis as of today. They just came, Mission Arlington just came by and grabbed all the office furniture that we don't need. Because I'll tell you what, they, when uh, Arwen left this this building in 78 Regency, they didn't take office equipment. I mean, it was all there. So we have more chairs and desks, so we know what to do. So we've been giving away a lot of things, and I officially moved there next week to the nice. new location. Yeah. All right. As I mentioned, uh, we, because we are talking specifically about the YMCA uh Yes, the village people had a huge hit called YMCA. They did. They did. So let's kind of tear down um, the lyrics here. Um, <laughs> obviously starts with the, the words young man. Yes. YMCA is not just for young men anymore. We touched on that. And actually, yeah, uh, the majority of our members and people we serve are actually females. Uh, closing it in the mid 50s, upper 50 percent. Yeah. There's a place you can go. Absolutely. Yep. There are many Ys that still have housing yet. And in the case of the Arlington Mansfield area Y, when we've had closures due to, you know, winter Mageddon and all that, yeah. we were places where people could go, they could shower and all that during emergency times. I'm sure you will find many ways to have a good time. You will. I mean... Steve, we've got pools and basketball courts and, you know, we, we, we had, we have over 10,000 kids in our youth sports programs. We're all over the place in, in, uh, you know, different sports complexes and summer camps and yeah, there's plenty to do. You can have a good meal. You can. And actually, RY served over 90,000 meals in 2019 uh, to kids that needed to eat and seniors. <laughs> you, you touched on the showers. Uh, you... You can get yourself clean. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> what more is there to say? <laughs> and it's fun to stay at the YMCA. It is. It is. There's no doubt. I've stayed with the Y for almost 24 years. So why not? Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Eric Tucker, What? Um, this is usually where uh, I just give you the mic. If you have any shout outs, any people that you want to acknowledge... Mm -hmm. um, Person, place, or thing, really. Yeah. It's, how about some shout outs? Well, I got to tell you, we talked a little bit already about some of the superstar board members that we have in the Mansfield community. Um, big champion with uh, Mayor Evans. Mayor Evans has been a Y member, I think he said since 1977. Uh, he's appeared on our, our podcast and, and we've had just a great relationship with him as well as many of the city leaders. Carmen McMillan, the doctor, of course, her and her board have been absolutely amazing as we, uh, you know, move along with this partnership. Love our Rotary Club here. Um, I'm honored to be, uh, I guess it's still sort of a new role. I, I organized the flag program, you know, for all the holidays. I didn't know that. Oh, I, it's, a, it's my second full-time job. Mm -hmm. um, but there's been great leadership there establishing, uh, you know, the, those programs. And then, of course, all of our staff that uh, make the why happen every day and who have already, you know, we, we've already served thousands of members in Mansfield. As I mentioned, we serve over 10,000 kids in youth sports. Many of those are Mansfield kids, swimming lessons. Um, 
we're already here. It's exciting to be able to grow more. And we've got an amazing team of leaders that are doing that. So lots of shout outs. Lots of shout outs. That's right. Eric Tucker, what's your favorite ice cream? My favorite ice cream, I would have to say right now is a salted caramel ice cream. A keto friendly that I found. Okay. I think it, Tom Thumb. <laughs> and you say right now because that changes? It changes. It changes. Yes. Uh, all right. Yes. Uh, everyone who sits in this chair, and and there are dozens and dozens and dozens of people mm-hmm. who have sat in that chair that that have had conversations. It feels well with, worn. It's nice. yes. Yes. Uh, go through what's called the lightning round. It's a very okay. simple exercise of this or that. This is gives the listeners mm-hmm. a chance to dig into the personality of Eric Tucker and, oh, wow. and, and really find out um, whether it's. Uh, uh, Psychological or physiological or or oh wow or, yeah you know, this hmm. very simple exercise of this or that and you're still wanting to build your membership leadership yes. listening base okay <laughs> great here we go you ready I'm ready let's do it night or day definitely day earlier in the day Superman or Batman uh, I would have to say Superman you know Batman's getting a little darker these days you know the yeah. movies and everything he's struggling a little more than Superman so snow ski or water ski I am leaving for Idaho tomorrow to go ski for three days so yes yeah, ski that, that would be snow ski <laughs> yes yes pilot or co-pilot I'm definitely the pilot yeah yeah it just I gotta know where the plane is going TV or movie theater TV chess or checkers chess for sure. London or Paris? Uh, you know, I'm kind of a London guy because really? you've got the uh, British Museum of Natural History. Right. And, uh, you know, there's aren't many places you can go see, you know, Lord Admiral Nelson's eyeball or the Rosetta Stone all in one trip. Hot dog or hamburger? Uh, hamburger, definitely. Five guys. Would you rather have a pound of dimes or a pound of quarters? Well, certainly a pound of quarters. No, because it's just cooler. It's cool. It's just heavier. <laughs> so you're ready. <laughs> so, so you'll always be prepared I'm when you kidding. go. When dimes, you, of course. Oh, you dimes, of course. Yeah. Uh, okay. What's the it's, weight ratio? What's the difference there? I don't know what the rate, what the weight ratio is, but yeah. the the value ratio is mm-hmm. the same. They're both twenty dollars. Now I feel educated. Yeah. Thank you. Last one. Yeah. Crab or lobster? Lobster all the way. Lobster tails. I, I, I live right near the main border in New Hampshire and Boston. Uh, and I got to tell you, nothing better. In those areas, McDonald's actually has a lobster sandwich, which is remarkable. Oh, like a, the lobster area. roll? Yeah, the lobster roll. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't see it in Texas. And to, to make sure you're consistent, what's your favorite ice cream again? Uh, salted caramel. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> No one's failed that test yet. So All right. It's, good, good, good. I didn't want to be the first. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you hoped that I would ask you? You know, I got to tell you, I uh, I appreciate the uh, the open conversation. Steve, you're really good at this. You make people feel comfortable. And uh, it's just like talking to, you know, a friend at El Primo's one night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just let him know what's going on. Um I would just say some of the things that I'm really, really proud of our organization with is how we've responded during COVID. And that's addressing everything from, you know, learning loss, programs around mental health. We know that that's become a major issue, especially during COVID. Uh, the the blood drives, the uh, sheltering that we've done for people, food distribution, 
uh, virtual wellness, checking in on on seniors. Um, this organization has always, and it's not just me, has always had this amazing ability to rise to the occasion to serve the community and uh, and to have willing partners like Mansfield Mission Center to join hands with. It's just it's just the best. We look forward, so forward to really growing here. Eric Tucker, President and CEO of the Arlington Mansfield Area YMCA or the AMA YMCA. That's easier to remember, by the way. It is. It is. Appreciate you being on About Mansfield. All right. Thank you so much. Love being here. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, a man who wears many hats in the community, including bank president. Steve will talk in studio with Randall Kennedy. This is also the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacey Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Home Improvement feature, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. Thanks for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is about Mansfield.